Welcome back, everybody. This is the Anime DGN's BS Hour, the Christmas episode. Um, on this episode, we'll be going uh, through two more segments like we always do. First, we're going to do Santa's List. Bet you guys can guess what that is. But then we're going to do another DGN movie review, this time of Tokyo Godfathers. And please remember, guys, the best way to support us, rate and like the podcast, tell your friends about it. We know you got some anime friends and if you guys can think of any interesting topics that you would like us to cover, please let us know in the Discord, Twitter, hit up us, hit us up on the socials at linktree.com slash anime DGens. Now, boys, Tyler, how you doing? Hey, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I'm almost ready to start like singing Christmas carols out here, bro. Yo, I feel the same way. I mean, we're recording this the 20th right now. Like, I'm, I'm so ready. Uh <laughs> I've been away for like work for so long. It almost didn't feel like Christmas. But now that I'm back, settled in, buying Christmas gifts, like I'm so ready. You're still buying gifts? Bro, oh, I got like three more gifts to buy tomorrow, but I know exactly where they're at. Going to get them. You think? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pick up some gift cards for my grandparents and uh, then I'm done. They're pretty oh, good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. And by that, I, I mean, my, my wife did great. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I just gotta go get like a train and some gift cards, and that's it. Oh, a train. Okay, for like, a small child. Yeah, like a toy train. A full, yeah. full size train. Yeah, I'm gonna get the whole thing. Amtrak, baby. Okay. Nice. <laughs> no, no, just Fancy. a toy train, boys. Yeah, just a little toy train. But all right, dudes, y'all ready to get in some news? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, Vinland Saga Season 2 actually won Best Anime of 2023 at the IGN Awards. But I don't think we really, uh, like, uh, count IGN as knowing what they're talking about usually, but, right? No. No, no absolutely no. not. <laughs> no, IGN doesn't even know video games, so, like... <laughs> Oof, that's so true. That's so shit. true. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting in Vinland one though. Um I I guess it's a really good season, right? So Yeah, oh, season two is phenomenal. Um there were some lulls in it where I thought oh, it could they could have been condensed a little bit towards the middle of the season, but overall fantastic. Like I saw it, it was a slice of life about two guys starting a farm, so that's really exciting. That's oh. what the whole like three fourths <laughs> of it was. It was ridiculous. I need to watch that soon then, huh? Yeah, I know it was it was really good. Uh, the next bit of news we got is reincarnated as a slime. Season three is going to be consecutive to Cower, and it's going to release in April, which I'm very excited about. This, I think it's my favorite isekai out there. Uh, one of my favorite shows. So we've been waiting a while for season three, and here we are. We we finally getting it, boys. So yeah, I watched the first the few episodes of uh of that show. I thought it was really good. Just no time, unfortunately. How you guys liking how they come at doing the cowers nowadays instead of just the, the standalone seasons? I mean, two consecutive cowers is just a season. So, like, well, would they normally? I mean, are they taking a break in between? That's usually nah. how it goes, though, right? Oh, it's just two consecutive cowers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's going to run for two cycles. I okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So, it'll be uh, spring and summer, basically. So, cool, cool, cool. One Piece is getting a reanimation, so that's very exciting. And the name is 
even more exciting, the <laughs> the One Piece is we'll real. releasing. <laughs> it is. Uh, so the One Piece will really be releasing on Netflix. The first arc shocker here is going to be the East Blue Saga. Excellent. Somebody's never going to run out of a job. <laughs> oh, this bag is just growing. <laughs> I, I heard somewhere it. that the uh, the original VAs aren't going to be the VAs for this, though, because they're too old is what the consensus was. I don't know if that's true or not. It's just what I've seen around. So, but Interesting. I don't, I don't want to hear anybody else voice Zorro. Facts. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, either I I don't know if I could stand like Luffy, Monkey D, uh, being voiced by somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, dude. Mm-hmm. Hearing Monkey D voiced by somebody else would just be so weird. It would. It wouldn't be Monkey D. <laughs> we gotta stop. <laughs> we gotta stop. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if Wit Studio is actually gonna like keep this long time though, because they got a like track record of like dropping shows and uh, letting uh, Mappa or something <laughs> take over, right? <laughs> I was gonna. I, say- I think this was gonna be such a cash cow though. I really yeah. do. Wit Studio is just gonna print money. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people liked the One Piece live action, and this is like a perfect segue. New animation. I think it's gonna bring a lot more people into One Piece, even non anime fans. I think it's gonna be great. I think uh, so. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But next we have Chainsaw Man, the Rizzi Arc movie releasing. Very excited. I really enjoyed season one of Chainsaw Man. Thought it was a little odd, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I need some more blood. blood and gore. <laughs> a lot of blood. <laughs> I'm just be saying a for lot, the chainsaws, probably. bro. <laughs> awesome. We also have Kaiju number eight is going to release on multiple platforms but one of them is going to be x aka like we all call it twitter so uh twitter's getting the first anime so that's kind of crazy that's gonna be very interesting yeah i wonder how that's gonna work you know like but some accounts just gonna post the episodes i guess i just i don't get it like twitter's already flailing and just like losing so much money why would you try and add streaming to your portfolio they don't know who they are anymore. Fucking Elon. Yeah, for real. I uh, wonder if you're going to have to like pay for premium to watch it. <laughs> that would be nuts. That would be I'll nuts. Watch. And that's, that's just not going to happen. I'll watch it me. on Crunchyroll. <laughs> there we go. But next, guys, we have the Demon Slayer movie to be released before season four on February 24th in theaters. Guys, I know y'all are excited about this now. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. really excited for the Hashira training arc. Me too, man. Me too. I think it's going to be really interesting. And now we got Kenshin Season 2 was actually confirmed, and it's going to be uh, coming in 2024. I don't know if we have a date yet, but probably fall or summer again. Probably. So I would assume. Yeah, it, probably it dropped fall. on summer this yeah. year, so yeah, I'm thinking fall. Uh, yeah, give them give them guys some time, but we're gonna get the Shishio arc, um, which is gonna Kyoto. be gas. The Kyoto yes, arc, the Kyoto arc. Excuse me, uh, Dan, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's gonna be gas. Uh, Tyler, I think you're gonna like it a lot. Just stepping up the stakes. 
Hell yeah, I love that. Love to hear it. Awesome. Well, you guys want to get into our first segment? Yes, sir. sir. So, it coming up on Christmas and the holiday season, we decided to put on our Santa hats, break out our feather pens, and get working on a little naughty and nice list for you guys. So, this is from animes that we have watched as a podcast. There are many, 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 many other characters that could fall onto this list, but we decided to keep it degenerate and <laughs> stick to what we've covered. So, who wants to get us into our first member of the naughty list? I, I got this. I, I feel very strongly about this, asshole. Um, <laughs> low tier naughty, well, high tier naughty in my book, uh, but Ame, the son from Wolf Children. Uh, this was a great film, by the way, but just to start you off with like his most horrendous deed, I thought. Um, so he goes off in the woods, goes wolf, full wolf, goes off into the woods during a monsoon. His mom goes looking for him, afraid. It's a monsoon. Gets chased by a bear, falls off a cliff. And what does this prick do? Gets his mother out of the woods and leaves her in a parking lot, unconscious in the rain. <laughs> it's your mom, brother. It's your mom. And goes back to the woods. Couldn't even take her to the house. So that was just, that's off the wall right there. Um, especially with how good a mom she was. Maybe if she was a deadbeat mom, like, y'all feeling me on this? Like, what, what's, what's up? Yeah, this was pretty, wait for it, wild of him. <laughs> yeah, nah, he, brother was off his rocker. Yeah, Ame was a shithead, dude. Yeah. But the, I mean, the, thing, the thing that makes it the much more worse is he was such a good kid in the beginning, you know, yeah. compared to his sister. And then he just went off the deep end when he started hanging around old Fox, Foxy or whatever. Yeah, old dude. Fox Daddy. Yeah. He's yeah. skipping school. He's probably doing drugs up in the mountain with an old fox. Like catnip. You know, they had the <laughs> mushrooms up there. It was crazy. <laughs> catnip. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, ter terrible son. Um, but he follows this up maybe 20 minutes later in the movie with just leaving for the woods and not saying goodbye to his mom. They made, they made it sound like they made it try to make it look like he was being like uh, symbolic where he just went to the top of the mountain and like howled at his mother. It's like saying goodbye, Rod. Bro, you can't. <laughs> this woman moved out to the country for you, started a whole new life. And you can't even say goodbye with your mouth and hug her. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. She, she hold that ground, bro, for broke her back just so you could have something to eat. Like, damn. Right. Started farming. Yeah. She, she didn't even have that in her. And like, and the kicker is like, he doesn't even visit. Every once in a while, he'll howl at the moon to let her know she's out there. He's out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's all right. So I have a, it's, this is a little bit of a tangent here. But is the art of using a hoe called hoeing? That's what I've always called it. Yeah, it is hoeing, right? She, she was hoeing, and I was like, wait. No, she wasn't hoeing, hoeing. She was just hoeing. Yeah, I didn't even, I, I didn't that's even hear that. That's what I've always yeah. called it, bro. So I don't know, man. <laughs> Oh man! You gotta look that one up in the dictionary. Well, it's like raking, you know, shoveling. You, you know, you're doing you're what hoeing. the school is, you know, hoeing. So, I'm looking this up right now. Would it be tilling? 
No, no, that's with that's if you got a tiller. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a rototiller. Yeah, like if you got like a tractor yeah, tiller, to or hoe. Like a hand tiller, you know, hoeing, hoed. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> out here hoeing, bro. We could make a great remake of this, where instead of moving out to the countryside, she just becomes a hooker. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that poor mother <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do bro being a single mother is tough yeah key We're... plot changes same description hey, <laughs> we actually seen that in uh damn uh doro right yeah we did see some uh some serious hoeing in doro very sad very very sad um <laughs> but the, i mean the real kicker that what made me hate him even more is like the film tried to like portray him as being like dutiful to the forest critters bro's got a whole mom go check on your mom bro like you're on the naughty list like a hundred percent you're not a good kid yeah like (laughs) like at least kill some animals and like deliver her some nice steaks every now and then or something you know like i don't know i'm saying there's deer out there go kill a deer bro tripping well you guys want to get on to the next member of the naughty list yeah. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> so Bass is gonna have a little more input on this one than I am because I've only watched about six episodes. But next we have Tanya Degurishoff from Saga of Tanya the Evil. And folks, evil is literally in her name of the title of the anime. So we know <laughs> she's a bad bitch. Yes. We know she's naughty. And her nickname is even the Devil of the Rhine. Uh, going through like watching her train her troops, she literally almost killed all of them. Like she don't give a fuck about anybody but herself. Yeah, no, she was trying to bring them to the the brink of death uh, by throwing shells at them. That was awesome. Sounds a little naughty. Yes, yes. <laughs> just a little bit. So I've a I've a I've a thing about this. So did this chick is so bad. She her her personality and stuff is so bad and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that. Her being labeled naughty and on the naughty list is actually nice for her, right? Well, there's it's no. A, it's a if it, if we had a worse list, we would put her on it. <laughs> we put a lot of these. Well, not not Ame. Ame's just a dick. Yeah, no, he can go on the straight naughty list. But Tanya, a ghoul, an absolute ghoul. Yeah, three of the five. Uh, yeah, three of the five should go on the evil list. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, just to remind some people, especially people that haven't seen Tanya, uh, the evil, she also some some uh, juniors of hers in the army disagree with her one time and talk back to her. She sent them to the front lines in a bunker because she <laughs> knew it was going to get shelled. Her own people. Respect. <laughs> you shouldn't have shit talked, bro. Hell not, dude. She she I think she even killed a kid. Or well, a group of refugees, uh, so they couldn't do anything to the nation twenty years later. Hey yo, talk shit, get hit. Yeah. <laughs> no, the man. bombing of children and women is crazy. Better safe than sorry, <laughs> I guess. That's what she said. That's what she said, bro. This is wild. My God, dude. And the worst part of this is like she just looks like an adorable little child. That's my favorite part about all of this. <laughs> what a ruthless, ruthless bitch. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, hey, she low key getting shit on in that world, though, after she died by a train, the train or whatever. Train right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and she maybe, also talks shit to God. Maybe she's getting paid back to it, you know? I don't know, man. She's kind of thriving, like low-key. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing a good job. She's a war hero. Um, y'all got anything else for Tanya, the evil? No, she's, she fits Naughty. perfectly. Naughty. <laughs> Stamp that. Uh, I guess the next one we got is Gonzo Kasugi. And uh, if that name doesn't sound familiar, it's actually Akira's boss from ZOM 100. And I'm not sure if we ever heard his name. I think he was always mentioned as just Akira's boss or boss or something like that, right? Uh, I think um, they called him Kazugi like a couple yeah, of times, okay. but mostly just boss. Yeah. Um, but th- this is a definition of just a shitty ass boss, bro. Like, There's no way I would work in any way shape or form with him over me because he had a cure out here working like infinite shifts uh triple double like he wasn't going home uh was begging someone on his team in his office nice uh, that was not management approved yeah especially since it was akira's uh crush i guess you could say so yeah that was a crazy scene i remember that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Just calls her and you just hear like freaking moaning. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I did not see that coming out of Psalm 100. Especially since like the studio that they're making fun of literally animates Pokemon, which is like kid show. (laughs) 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 And they're just railing people. They know some things that we don't. Um, But yeah, that's where they got Professor Oak from, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe Ash's, Ash's dad is actually just Kosuki. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I mean, he also like started that like pseudo slavery compound with him and his goons. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, yeah, and they're in their baseball uniforms. Fucking nerd. Yeah, that was weird <laughs> as shit. Um, but yeah, he pretty much guilting people into. Being serfs is, is the, the, the word I have for it in this case. Indentured servants, I would say. Just a bad guy. Terrible individual. You know, Dan said three out of five on this list deserves to be on the, the other list, but I think this dude needs to be on that list too. So I don't think Kosugi is at the level of the three that we're talking about on the evil list. If he had no. more resources, he would be. Yeah. I mean, maybe if he was like a mass murderer or something along those lines, we could add to it. But he's not. I mean, there he yet. was working them people to death. If he if he could, he would. Trust me. <laughs> I have no uh, doubt. So, Dan, you want to uh, get us into the next one? Yeah, I can get us into the next one. So next we have Ryoman Sukuna from JJK. And, uh, well, the King of Curses is a pretty naughty guy. (laughs) Um, He has no morals. He will kill anybody on site for no reason at all. He he enjoys it. He don't give a fuck. A little slice-slice action. And he decimated all of Shibuya while basically just playing with his prey. There's no telling how many sorcerers and people he's killed in the past, but the body count from Shibuya is easily in the thousands on screen body there. count that's nuts yeah, yeah. way homie, up homie took down a plane <laughs> <laughs> actually just to throw it it's somebody yeah 
Yeah, that, yeah, that man. shit was wild. 100%. I, I really do like Sukuna, though, as a character. Because he's just there to have a good time. His version of a good time. It's not fun for anybody else, obviously. <laughs> but he's just, like, fighting shit for fun. Yeah, he's got a lot of that Black Air Force energy flowing through his veins. Yes, yes. He's got a few pair. We knew that. Yeah, the uh, the few times that like really went out of their way was the uh, the meteor. That was that was really fun. Um, <laughs> that definitely put him on a naughty list. I think back in the beginning when he uh, was playing with uh, Itadori's heart, that was that was a fun time too. So, uh, I mean, he's just he just don't give a shit. Like he's just out here to just cause mayhem. So yeah, and it's just always a good time when he's on screen though. Oh, like, he knows shit. She's gonna go sideways. <laughs> and speaking of Sukuna, I was gonna put his host Itadori on the good list until uh, last episode. And well, <laughs> the the dog is out in our boys, so <laughs> I don't know where he fits right now. <laughs> yeah, he's somewhere in the middle at the moment. <laughs> but cool. Uh, we'll get into this last one here then is Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. So, this, the, genocide. Genocide. <laughs> the, the most important, mo- most importantly, genocide. Yes, yes. It doesn't matter if you're trying to help your friends uh, or your nation or your people committing genocide, especially of the whole world, except for your people. 80%, you know, no big deal. He was going for a hundo. Is that even technically like genocide at this point? Because it wasn't very targeted. It was just extinction. It is. I, I think it has to be genocide because it was based on everybody but his people. Mass extinction. It was an extinction event. Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaurs, bro. This, this shit was a meteor. <laughs> imagine your son's getting born and the, and the nurse goes oh look it's a disaster oh, um, titans yes, as no. far as the eye can see <laughs> Damn. yeah no and he, he also beat the shit out of his friends and told Mikasa to fuck off and then he always hated her yeah dude that, watch, that alone that alone watching him beat up Armin hurt like it physically like broke my heart I was like that's your boy, dude. Right. And like, nobody's hands are clean in this show, obviously. <laughs> but like, he's like probably the nicest person in the show. Hey, Easily. Armin. Armin got a little bit of payback with the punch that uh, changed the world. Right? <laughs> I think so. I think so. He, he got a hit in. He got his leg yeah. back. That cheekbone was messed up for a while. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're right. And... I have an honorable mention for the naughty list, and it is the lewdest character of this season. Everybody <laughs> knows her. Everybody loves her, and it's Freerun. Is that girl lewd as fuck? You're ridiculous. She's <laughs> on the naughty list, for sure. <laughs> Blowing kisses. What are you doing, Freerun? That's some naughty shit, dude. Especially yeah. with the, the pace of that show. There's been... Nothing really naughty except for maybe, you know, a demon having like an army of enslaved souls, whatever, you know. Aurora the guillotine was on one, for real. Wait, she literally told, she literally told Aura 
her kill herself, bro. Like that, and she did. That, and she is, did. Pretty, oh. that is pretty naughty. In this country, you go to jail for that. That's that's yeah. bullying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was that was pretty naughty. Uh she tried to give uh old Stark um uh clothes. Uh, posting to remove clothes, right? For his birthday? That's true. She is naughty. <laughs> no, for real. I forgot about that. She's a little dirty girl. <laughs> no, for real. That was wild. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely on the naughty list. So. <laughs> yes, yes. So, guys, that is our six people on our naughty list. Like Dan said, there's a ton more we could have put on here, but we ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> well, so, awesome who wants to get us started on the nice list i'll run it first oh go ahead tyler you got it oh okay uh i was uh tanjiro tanjiro's the first one on the nice list for us uh it's he's from demon slayer obviously if y'all are living under a rock i guess in case you don't know um this is the embo- he's the embodiment and the kindness reflects on the lives of demons, uh, who's killed so many, he still he still thinks about them, you know, as he's killing them. So it's yeah. awful nice. I can't imagine, like, if I was in his shoes, being like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. I have to kill you right now. I know you have a troubled past. I know your <laughs> your your sad sad backstory that takes half of an episode is tragic." I'd be out there like, "Hell nah, bro! You fucking killed so many people." Catch this blade, dog. Yeah, no, for real. I'd be going hard on them, talking shit while they're uh, evaporating. <laughs> be out here, sun breathing. Catch these hands, motherfucker. <laughs> Hold this blade with your neck. Be kicking around their head as they're evaporating. Yeah, the whole nine. But yeah, it's crazy that he can still be that nice. Um, I love how he also have a has a problem like lying to people, even people he cares about, like little white lies. Like, oh, everything's gonna be okay. But he like twist his face up and like just can't say it with a straight <laughs> face. Like, oh, it's okay. Oh, dude, don't even forget during like the Mugen train arc, we saw this man's soul, and it was like so pure, it would make a child cry. Like it was literally the most serene like landscape you'll ever see. There's not an ounce of naughty in this man. No. Just a, a a clear blue skies and clear seas. Yeah, I, did it not make that kid cry that was in his consciousness? I thought it did. It, it did so make beautiful. a child cry. Yes, it was so beautiful. Yeah, I don't know about y'all, but instead of seeing Tanjiro, so I want to see Toto. So imagine how hard that goes if his imagination goes hard, dude. It would That'd just be, be nice. like. Idols, it'd be like idols everywhere, and it would just be like him. I mean, just ass. I I got it. It would be a beachside idol concert, and nobody but Toto, Itadori, and like 47 J Law ass is just bouncing. Just the the ass. That would make that would make a child cry too. That is pure. I would cry. I, I would. Tears of happiness. Yes, tears of happiness. <laughs> Fuck, man. J-Law, that many of them? Shish. Yes. yes. Thank you. Well, awesome. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's going to get on to the next one? <laughs> I'll do the next one, too. I got I to leave for five minutes. I'm just like picturing J-Law's ass everywhere, and I, I'll be right back, guys. We all spaced out on that one. Um, 
Hey, it's Christmas. We gotta we gotta give the gifts, you know. So we gotta we gotta give the people the gifts. Definitely, man. Yes, sir. Uh, but our, our next person on our nice list is gonna be Kazuki, uh, the the blonde haired father from Buddy Daddies. Uh, first of all, dude's a bro. Dude's a straight bro. He's a assassin alongside Ray. Maybe he it shouldn't be on the nice list. He's a good dude though. Um, he would come over and clean Ray's house because he know he wouldn't do it for himself. He would also cook meals for his boy so he wouldn't be eating frozen food all the time. The thing that put that puts him on the, on the nice list for me though is like taking in a random child um off the street from one of your missions and actually being a good dad. Put the girl in school, it's crazy. But he wouldn't take in a damn cat. That's true. He wouldn't take in Ray's. Ca- mm, mm, okay. Mm. If it was a puppy, I would put Ray on the not or Kazuki on the naughty list. <laughs> this is a cat. <laughs> I would have done the same damn thing. You know what? Cats, cats are what? Tough. Yeah, no, cats they really are, are though. Cats can live on the streets, but a box of puppies would have me like bawling my eyes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, cats can, can can really thrive out on the outside. Um. But yeah, he was even like saving money up for his sister-in-law because he felt bad about it. I guess it was his wife died in the past. Um, just a great guy. It's a great guy. Was very caring to all the people around him. Always had Miri in mind. And we love Miri here. We yeah. love baby, uh, not baby daddies, buddy daddies. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of baby daddies we probably well, would put on the naughty list. Yeah, we probably don't fuck with all all the baby daddies. Um, <laughs> sorry if you were baby daddy, but you heard it here. But yeah, no, I, I thought Kazuki was a, a great character and a great show, but also a, a good dude. Definitely, man. I wish I had me a Kazuki to uh, fix me some quality food instead of uh, Hot Pockets. So, You guys heard it here first. Uh, Tyler is looking for a domestic partner. A baddie daddy. Ooh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You know, but like you can no just Mary. I don't too. need a Mary. He said for him. He said for him. You could just get a cookbook too and learn how to do a little cooking action. You could get the Sanji cookbook. Maybe that's what I'll get for Christmas, bro. The Sanji cookbook. Learn how what? to cook with milk, you know? So with milk? <laughs> Why you like <laughs> You could have said anything else, bro. Like, dude, dude, TikTok has ruined my head, bro. <laughs> oh, you're talking, uh, yeah, Chris. TikTok this is, is ruined milk, my head. This is Nami's milk. <laughs> what is going Bad. on on TikTok? Bad Actually, I don't want to know. Shit. I'm cookie good. I, I gotta find some cookie with Sanji to send you. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh it's one of my favorite segments. You be cooking with everybody. Is cooking with Sanji segments and. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Please drop that in the Discord. Yeah, I'm going to need that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. So next, we have another another anime character who I don't think has a evil bone in his body. He is the nicest person in My Hero Academia, and it is none other than Deku. Ozuki, or Ozuku Midoriya. Crybaby Deco is just way too fucking nice, man. I don't know what else to tell you. He is just the nicest guy. Like, he cares so much about his friends, so much that he left his school to go do hood vigilante shit. 
which was awesome. Dark Daku is like the peak of spring. And he just wants to be a hero for everybody. And that's got to put you on the nice list, right? Yeah, no, he really is that guy. Um, I, it, it baffles me. He even like is wanting to save like the main villain. He's like, there's a there's a sorry, there's a crying child in him. I can feel it. Bro, <laughs> like, he's trying to take over the world. Like, relax. He's we're going to kill you. We're going to get a Tanjiro moment from Deku when he finally defeats um, Shigaraki. It's going to happen. <laughs> He's going to be like, Detroit, smash. I'm so sorry about your family. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just fucking smoke him. <laughs> that's exactly how that's going to happen. I guarantee it. Well, I guess we'll find out uh, in spring. May. April, May, something like that. It's spring, right? Is spring. It? I don't yeah. know. Spring 2024, baby. I think we talked about it probably in the intro and I already forgot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's old news. Okay, good. Um, I guess the next one is uh, if we don't have anything else for Crybaby Hero, do we? Nah, fuck no, I think that's but that's it. it. Yeah. Okay, so the next one we get to is Reborn as a Vending Machine, Boxo, Boxo himself. He's the best. He's the bestest boy. Um, he died trying to protect what he actually loved, vending machines. <laughs> Obviously, since he is one, <laughs> I don't so know how pure. you can protect that, but he did. So that was the most bizarre opening for an anime. One of the most bizarre that I've seen. Um, death, death by falling off cliff, clinging to vending machine. Yeah, that's a little, little out there. Yeah, yeah, that poor vending machine. I have to save it. <laughs> Real, really, bro? Do you have to save it? He, he had to, bro. He like, had to. Here's my thing with that, though, right? Even if you are grasping onto that vending machine for dear life, it's still going to get fucking dented up. Like, it careened off a fucking cliff. Like, you ain't doing <laughs> shit to save it, bro. Look, man. Okay, I'm not even going to go there. I don't feel it's like about it. the trying. He tried his best, and, you know, even though his best wasn't enough, he still tried. True, true. I know who put this next one on the list, but he gave condoms to the fantasy <laughs> world, which is honestly probably the best thing he could have done. Dude, that's the kind of shit like you do for third world countries where everybody's <laughs> dying of STDs. Like, this man is a hero. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, you're not I mean, wrong, the, the but U, damn. The, U, the UN is out there just dropping care packages of Trojans. For everybody to get their fucking game on. <laughs> they won't stop fucking. Um. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, man. No, that was actually really, really good of him. I think he was charging, but like, I don't even really care like that. I mean, he's like a Santa Claus at this point, right? Giving the gift of condoms. So. I mean, for... First one's always free, buddy. Check these bad boys out. <laughs> Dan's selling condoms like they're crack. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> Dan, recover, brother, recover. Um, uh, but yeah, he's, he's also just a nice guy. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. he's generally just a nice dude, though. Uh, he protects Lamus. 
I'd protect Lambus. You seen her? Damn, girl. He protects a lot more than just Lamus. And Lamus is just his best old friend, though. True, true, true. He protects. But, does he protect the great value Zoro? Because all I can think of when I hear that guy talk is Zoro. He does, actually. Uh, from the Frog uh, King or whatever the hell that it is. Frog right. King. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Did you finish the season out, Tyler? Yeah, I, I finished it. W- was there anything in this show nicer than giving people condoms? Uh, he, I can't remember what he did, but he went to a dungeon or whatever that had like a lot of like, I think it was some like orphan kids or did something like that. And he gave, no, he didn't give them <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Hey, yo, orphans, you guys don't have parents, but with these, you won't have to be one either. Hey, <laughs> uh, yo. No, he. I think he give him like a, you like can put a lot of free food and shit. So, um, I maybe maybe some toys. I don't know. I I forget. It, it was a pretty touching moment though. Um, That's pretty, awesome. Pretty fun. Can Boxo turn into a claw machine now? Uh, I don't. I I don't know if he did, but I'm assuming he could. You know. Okay. So, my only question about Boxo. Um, there are vending machines in Japan where you can buy panties for perverts. Does Wait. he turn into one of those? I mean, he could, I guess, <laughs> oh, if so he knows he about it. Okay. They didn't but, I mean, the I, he doesn't. Of, he, they didn't go to the dark side of vending machines. Good to know. That's good. Wait. That's very good. He, uh, did, did y'all see where he uh, started handing out the, uh, the porno mags? Oh, yes, excellent. I think so. I think that came along with the condoms because they were trying to get people to stop, like, Bang no, no, this this was different because uh, there was a this bunch of like uh, this group of guys that was gonna uh, try to take advantage of a girl, and uh, he he, he gave uh, them he changed himself into porn. porno mags and gave them free copies. That way, they could go relieve themselves without uh, forcing themselves onto the chick. So. Even fucking nicer, man. Yeah. He's giving out condoms <laughs> and he's stopping yeah. sexual yeah. assault. Yes. Boxo he, is a hero. He is a true hero. <laughs> a true legend, bro. Wow. Wow. All right, guys. You guys ready for number five? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. We got Monkey D. Luffy. Monkey D. Monkey D. <laughs> Monkey D's nuts. Yes. Free Damn. people to eat whenever, wherever he goes. Freeing whole countries, guys. Uh, I think this he's like the ultimate nice guy, honestly. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, have an evil bone pirate, in his body. You know, even though he's a pirate and he's basically on the naughty list, uh, technically, I guess, for uh, his world, he still, he he deserves to be on the nice list. So he's, who else? Who else is gonna go fight a war for you just so you can eat a bowl of damn uh, red bean uh, soup? <laughs> yeah, bean soup, bro. So, Nobody's got your back like that, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, he, he's a pirate, but he's taking down a corrupt government and defeating actual bad pirates. Like, you know, if we got Kazuki, who's a literal assassin, on here, we can put Luffy on here. Hey, man, that guy's gotta eat. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Luffy definitely. Um, you can get this man to fight a war for you by giving him a ham sandwich. Like 
Real good dude. Real good dude. You don't even have to give him bread. You just give him a stick of meat and he's good to go. Yeah. That's true. Chicken Pretty leg. much anything. Pretty much I anything. Could, I could literally throw Luffy a Slim Jim and he would go topple a government for me. Like, it's that easy. Yes. Good dude. Um, Has a good sense of morals and, 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 and uh, character and other people, too. I love that about him. Yeah, he, he would literally go through hell and back just to uh just for his friends so um yeah so and great he's a guy bro. yes sir if you haven't watched goat piece yet okay this is our you know uh i guess weekly time to say you should be watching one piece <laughs> don't <laughs> let a thousand and change episodes scare you it's worth it um we don't got to worry about that coming up yeah true you Remake. can start fresh Start fresh with that remake. But guys, we have an honorable mention here. Uh, Tao Ukigawa. This Ooh. is um, the best friend from Insomniacs after Dark. The ultimate cool. wingman. His that bro. School. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, Insomniacs after school. Naturally, it's <laughs> after Dark. Um, but he just wants to see his boy, Nakami, succeed, bro. No player hating. He just sets his bro up with the with the girl, and he gets up out of the way every single time. Even if Hell it involves yeah. him doing more work, he pulls up for the uh, astronomy club whenever he can. Um, I mean, just a 12 out of 10 homeboy. If you have you a friend like Ukigawa, you got a good life, period. Yeah, and I cannot think of a single ulterior motive for this guy. Just a flat-out good man. Yeah, great wingman. It's true. He's awesome, bro. Solid. I think he even pays for pays for that shit sometimes because he works his job or whatever, right? Yeah, that is right. Bro. He did give them some some funds, but like especially at that age, like you early in high school, late middle school, it's a lot of player hating going on. A lot of player hate, but we don't see that from Ukigawa at all. So, and I think every character in that show should be on the nice list except for that one chick whose name i, who I about. can't remember she who will Con- not be named connie kawa connie kawa yes yeah she's a bitch double Downer. yeah no she was terrible she had a main character syndrome she was a side side character <laughs> trash <laughs> boys okay. anything else no, I think that's it. That's a pretty solid, naughty, nice list. Yes, sir. I had somebody else for the dice list, but we didn't watch it as a, a team, so I can't, I can't put it on there. Okay. Who was okay. it? Yeah, Kanata Rivington from MF Ghost is too oh. nice. Okay, I haven't seen it. I, I got no comments. Yeah. You should watch. You probably, you like cars. You like cars. You should watch it. Okay, All right. I got an appreciation for some cars. I mean, dude, drifting and racing down hills. I'm in. That's fun. That's 100% fun. Well, awesome. You want to get us into Tokyo Godfathers, my good dude? Yes, sir. This is your DGN movie review of Tokyo Godfathers. It's the 20, uh, 2003 movie directed by Satoshi Khan and produced by Madhouse. So, guys, in this film, uh, three homeless individuals find a sweet baby girl while scavenging the streets of Tokyo. Um, then in their determination to find the baby's parents, they get taken on a wild, a heartwarming journey 
that uncovers their past and strengthens the bonds between him. This was a very touching movie for me. Um, but let's and how we're going to break this down for you guys. We're kind of changing up the uh, the format here. We're going to do we've done it once before, but we're going to do our main review like we normally do. No spoilers. Then we're going to have a separate section with spoilers at the end. So be warned once we will, will announce it. But after that, if you haven't seen the movie, go check it out. Come back, listen to it because we're going to get into it. Deep. All right, boys. Yes, sir. Deep dives. Deep dives. <laughs> but guys, I always want to talk about the opening scene. Can't really spoil things two minutes into the show. But the nativity scene and the food line with Hana and Gin. And then we also see Miyuki spitting on people from the top of a building. <laughs> like, What was your impressions of these people Like, right off rip? I was really confused when this first started, but first off, Silent Night in Japanese fucking slaps. That was a banger. That <laughs> was really a banger. Really that did. was a banger. It really was. I was sitting there my head going, Silent Night. And then they would keep talking for like 30 seconds out there, and then they would go to the next one. I was like, oh shit. Japanese <laughs> is a long language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Tyler? Any, any first impressions? Well, uh, I, you know, I thought it was funny when uh, Miyoki, Miyuki was just like looking over the side, like spitting and stuff like that. I, I feel like we've all done that at some point, except not on people, you know, obviously. But I, it, it was it was always fun, to, like spit over the side of like like a car garage or something, you know, and just watch it go, you know. Yeah, like um, drop something off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um, fun to see that. I thought so. she was a straight psychopath uh, because <laughs> not only was she spitting on people, she had like a little count of how many people yeah. she spat on. It was like 20 something people. Like it was a little nuts. And she wasn't just spitting. Like she was hawking fucking loogies. Like she was <laughs> she like, was oh, building, yeah. she, she was building, building things up. up. Yeah, She's getting yeah, that yeah. mucus up the drop. <laughs> then I think she even said something like, uh, she probably deserved it or something like that, or they probably deserved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's what was really like psychopathic right there. Like you just spitting on random people and tell them they deserve it. That's crazy. <laughs> Poor um, guys down there. Yeah. It also reminded me of my time uh hanging out in, in Manhattan where they have all like the AC units. And if you feel something drip over on your head, you just don't look up. You assume yeah, it's an AC know. unit. Yeah. Uh, you you just on. hope it is anyway. Yeah, like you don't look up to find out. You just keep walking. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that reminded me of that. And I was like, that could have been me down there. Like, this girl's crazy. I just don't don't reach up either, you know, and, you know, touch it either, you know? Yeah. But uh, to, to get a little bit more into the actual show, um, I don't know if you guys knew it, but this movie was actually redubbed to be, I'm going to say, quote unquote, like modern or a little bit more PC and they made a woke version of this so what they did yeah they they pretty much pretty much oh, um, I and they, they did, did not watch the woke version yeah they they yeah. made it gentler so they made it gent much more gentle not, um, yeah, not 100% pc but they did make it gentler cuz i did watch uh like 15 minutes of the subbed <laughs> so yeah and Holy like so shit. so the reason they they decided to do that is is because uh, in Japan, there's really kind of just one word for like non-trait men. And it, if uh, the direct translation is a, a slur for us. So they just decided to remake that, that, that those portions of it. Completely new cast, at least for Hana. But did you, you guys actually just watch the sub? Like the OG sub? 
So I watched the OG sub and <laughs> I was he little, did. I was taken aback for a yeah, bit there. And bro. I was like, you know what? It was 2003. I thought this came out in like 1995. Like the animation was not very good. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, it was. It definitely had a much older feel than 2003. It had like a 90s feel to it. Mm hmm. I just kind of was like, okay, it's the times. They're dropping yeah. some pretty right. hard slurs for, for yes. gay people. Like, I'm just gonna look past it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I what watched, about you, Tyler? Like, like I said, I watched like 15 minutes of the subbed, and then I found the dubbed and started watching it. I I felt like the dubbed was like really good too. Um, that was so good. I just watched yeah. that instead. But the subbed was good too. It's just uh. The subtitles was very uh, uh, derogatory sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they said a lot of things that would, would never uh, utter. Um, but yeah, I watched the sub and then I also watched like the the new dub. And there was a very big difference. I thought they did a, did a good job because the sub, the dub was actually really good too. Um, but yeah, just want to talk about that because you don't see that a lot. Yeah, like no. I said, the dubbed, um, like they didn't make it like good, good, but mm -hmm. it was at least better than what the subbed was. Uh, okay. they they were still being offensive. Gin, Gin was still being offensive to Hana, but it was just softer, I guess. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so. And I mean, while we're on the on the topic, we don't normally go into subjects like this on this show. We just mostly just talk about anime bullshit with my friends here. Uh, <laughs> But how did you guys like think they did the portrayal of Hana as, as like a trans woman? Like I thought it was pretty solid, actually. Yeah, I thought they did a good job. So as you guys know, I've been watching Gintama, and there is a whole group of trans women in it, mm -hmm. and they really she really reminded me of those characters, and I was like, damn, these trans host. Hostess bars must just be a thing in Japan, you know. Like it's kind of crazy. Yeah, they're a thing here too, Ben. They're, they're out there. Yeah. Um, I think Tyler had mentioned at one time, like he he knows a, he has a friend that likes going to those. I I knew several people growing up that like going to them. Um, I've even been to one. Actually, yeah. very fun places. Like well, I'm not even gonna cap on with you. It's very fun there. They have a good time. When when you when you don't really like. I guess think about that kind of stuff, you know, or like seek it out. Right. You're not really gonna find it, but but it's there. Like it's really part. Like it's it's not really called like trans bars or whatever. No, it's, it's a it's, drag show at a yeah, bar. It's like drag shows. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. everywhere. Like it's really popular really here. Uh, like once I had a friend, they they wanted me to go with them, and I I sadly never went. Uh, I always heard it was a fun time, you know. So. Um, but um, true. Like they're, yeah. they're everywhere. So like, it was it was a it was a younger them. younger me too. So it took some convincing, but they like kept going, <laughs> and I was like, I just need to see what's going on. Like now, nah, I'm just curious. They've been going like every weekend for two months. Like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but very very fun, very fun. Um, did you notice that like Hana like, gave us a few haikus? Throughout yeah, the show, I, I did. Did y'all like how those were sprinkled in? She was kind of cold with the bars. <laughs> it just felt like, yeah, she was cold, cold with the bars, <laughs> but like it just felt out of place. Like we'd have like some very like important scene happen, and then you'd just hear five lines. Like you'd hear a haiku, and I'm like, "What's this doing here?" You know, like <laughs> no, it definitely did feel like that. Um, I think she did it three times. The first one, I was like, "Okay, that was weird." 
and they did it again. And I was like, I'm starting to starting to like this. And the but, last one, I was like, okay, she just got bars. I understand. At least, Sometimes you got to rap. Yeah, at least she announced them, though. At least, like, she just wasn't splurting them out and and hoping you would think, hoping you would understand that it was haikus, So Yeah, she was like, oh, a haiku. <laughs> that three, five, three poetry, baby. Yeah, no, she was, she was really working with it. Um, but... Uh, speaking of the characters, did you guys like have any like favorite characters or just even randos that like that that, that they saw and met with? Uh, I really enjoyed Hana. Um, she I like the too. Yeah. I like the uh, over exaggerated like drag queen uh, top uh, get up. You know, uh, it, it made the show. If it wasn't for if Hana wasn't in it, I don't think the show would have been as interesting as uh, it was when we watched it. So, yeah, yeah, it I was, could definitely agree with that. It was a hard carry by Hana in this one. Um, I was just I was waiting for her. Like she looks like a fortune teller. <laughs> I was waiting for a ball to come out at least once, dude. Like she had the head, she had the headgear on. Like no, this lady's gonna pull out a magic ball coming up. No, for real. And she was like entertaining, like start to finish. Um, I think my only other one that I thought I really liked was Mother. Like she seemed very caring, and that was that was really cool. I really actually really liked her too. I mean that that's who that's who uh, Hana learned from. You know, that's basically the OG Hana. So true, true, true. And any characters you guys like didn't like or anything like that? Ah. Uh- um, the only one I didn't like was um oh fuck, what was her name? Nachiko? Yeah, that, Sachiko? Yeah, Sachiko. Yeah. yeah, just a bad person. Just like a bad person. Crazy. I feel bad for her too, but like at the same time, can't be acting crazy like that. I didn't uh, care for the uh the the uh boyfriend, husband, or whatever. Dude. Also like, a bum. Also yeah, a bum. <laughs> Not literally a bum, but like a a bum. I was like, that damn, family okay. sucked. The, the, those whole, the whole stuff. yeah they, they were they deserved each other um, yeah i i think for me um honestly i think like i really like the kin as a character hell yeah uh slurs slurs aside i think he was the best representation of somebody who is down in their luck and homeless like yes. that he was the most realistic like fall into despair like he was an alcoholic like gambler gambler he like lied all the time to not make like to make people feel sorry for him like that's the shit you see from homeless people and um but it was cool to see kind of him flip it around yeah he was he started pulling it together uh putting putting the pieces together a little bit which was really really good to see um yeah i i think again i didn't really like me miyuki very much um but she was more like man it wasn't like a strong dislike it's just kind of like she was just kind of there um, without getting into the plot because we're not on our spoiler section yet, I definitely like want to ask you guys, what did you think? Like the theme of this was like, what did you, what did this make you think about? What did you see in it? Yeah, I mean, two things really shined for me theme wise in this movie, and it was family, and then coincidence, because we saw the characters, you know, start down their luck. 
And through just like happenstance, like total coincidences, they just kind of realigned with their family and like started working towards being a better person throughout the movie. All thanks to this random baby Kyoko they found in the trash. True, true. Um, I can go along with that too. I, I'm going to take it a step further past coincidence, uh, but I'm still pretty aligned with you. I'd say like redemption. It seemed like everybody in this movie was like on their redemption arc and it was pretty cool to see. I just want to uh, say, uh, mention Vin Diesel real quick. Vin <laughs> when Diesel. you're here, you're family. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. I did not see a single Corona in this movie, and they missed the mark for me. Zero out of ten. I needed, I needed a Corona for my boy Gen. Oh, shoot. Um, no, for me, uh, I definitely think it was something about, like, um, you know, a finding like what family is, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because there was a lot of like family, the exploring families and stuff like that in this. Um, also, I think there was, uh, like Dan said, coincidences, Christmas miracles, you might call it, you know, uh, type thing. Um, a lot of luck happening around the baby. So, yeah, they um, literally found baby Jesus in the yeah. trash with the shit that was going on. <laughs> so, I, it has to be somewhere around there. That's what I took out of it. Um, I don't okay. think it was like a too complex uh, show. So I just, it was pretty fun. Yeah. And like, we obviously watched this for our, our fucking Christmas episode. Yeah. Was this a Christmas movie, bro? Like, what, what was up with this? Would you consider just, this a Christmas movie? I would not like. So I have my Christmas movies I watch every year, you know, yes, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, The Grinch, like Naturally. the classics, you know, like mm-hmm. Christmas Story. This is not going to fall into that category for me. This was just a movie that took place in the holiday season. Like Die Hard, right? No, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I what? No. Every, I watch it. I Bro, watch what? it every Christmas. No. I watch it, it every Christmas. Because I watch it every Christmas. That's not... <laughs> This is what's going to be on the poll for Spotify this week. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. (laughs) It's not. It's not. Have you seen the Die Hard advent calendar? It's not an advent calendar, but basically it's got uh, fucking Hans Luger like falling off the tower and he just falls a little bit every day and hits the ground on the 24th. That is <laughs> making a Christmas get, movie. You don't get more Christmas than that, dude. A countdown. That's not even about the movie. Like, what? what? <laughs> Come on, bro. Don't do me like that. I'm just memeing. I mean, okay. I feel like this is definitely Christmas vibes, just because like the whole time it was snowy and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. You had like the Silent Night. You had the, um, you know. You get a nativity uh, Christmas scene. miracles, yeah. you can call them. Uh, like just all that stuff. Like it was, it was definitely Christmassy, but not Christmassy. Yeah, I don't think sense. the plot didn't revolve around Christmas. Okay. Like it just happened at Christmas. You know, it's kind of like if this is like a Hallmark movie where, you know, Miyuki went to some small. F- small town where her family had a christmas tree farm and she fell in love with some guy like that'd be a christmas movie that's not what we got <laughs> okay okay yeah fair enough that, that's how i feel as well um 
And I, let's close this section out, the non-spoiler section out with one, would you advise somebody to watch this? Would you recommend to your friends? And then two, y'all give me your ratings now. Hmm. I, I think, I think that, I think it was a pretty fun, interesting watch. I think that if I did recommend someone to watch it, I would recommend them to watch it in dubbed. Um, yeah. yeah. But although, like, uh, like there's one thing that I really didn't like, and it it probably goes on this little uh, review thing, is the the sound. The sound was so jacked up, I thought. Uh, like, the music and stuff like that was so... The sound effects and music was so much louder than the dialogue. And I, I had to keep on turning the volume up and down to, just to hear them talk or because it was too loud, you know, during some moments where stuff was happening. That might be a dub-only thing because I didn't notice that at all in the sub. Well... No, I, I think I only you're watched... actually right. I, I, I had to go sell the high seeds, allegedly. Um, <laughs> but that might have had something to do with it, too, for me. Because I had that same problem, Tyler, for the dub. But the, the, okay. the sub I watched on YouTube, and it was, it was straight. Yeah, like the music would pop up like in some scenes, and it would be deafening. But, yeah. but it would only be deafening because you had to literally have the TV turned up to hear them talking because it sounded like they was mumbling at times. Agreed. Um, so I just feel like the audio leveling wasn't there. Um, I don't know how, like I said, I don't know how the sub went. I only watched 10 minutes of it, but the silent night and the sub was way louder than the them talking in the food line. So I just assumed that it was the same. You know what I mean? So, okay. okay. Yeah, um, I also watched the sub on a different TV with different audio, so that might have something to do with it. But yeah, yeah I definitely uh, noticed that too. But other than that, like this is a fun, interesting story. Um, definitely, I, I feel like the dubbed is way better as far as today's uh, standard goes. Um, uh, I I would probably give this like a low seven, probably. I think that's fair. Yeah. So, and uh, I guess I, I'll go next. We'll close out with Dan on this section. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was very heartwarming. I would definitely recommend somebody watch this, the dub, because of the the slurs and the in the sub is a, a little ridiculous. It's it's it catches you off guard with how otherwise wholesome this <laughs> this is. Um I really liked a lot of the moments and then we got to explore the characters and their backstories. That was really cool. Very heartwarming. Um and well thought out, I thought, as far as the writing. Very, very good, well directed, you could tell. Um so I'm gonna give it I think I'm going to do like a, a mid seven, mid to low seven, like a seven, four, seven, three, something like that. Awesome. Yeah. I have a lot of sentiment. You guys have, uh, I did not check out the dub, so I don't know. Um, I thought the sub voice acting was really good and I kind of got past the, uh, the slurs pretty quickly. Uh, just, you know, I just put it thing of the times again is a middle-aged alcoholic homeless person. So he's going to say some raunchy shit. Just kind of where I said, I was like, all right, whatever, let's move on from that so I can actually pay attention to the story. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it to someone mm, just because, okay. like, it was good, but it, it was okay, you know, like, it was an okay movie. I think the other movie we've seen from Satoshi Khan was way more like of a mind fuck, 
And I thought we were going to be getting a little more going on in that side based on his previous works we've watched. Um, I was hoping we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy. <laughs> Fair enough. And I mean, I've seen Paprika too, and that movie's nuts. So like, okay. I just figured it was going to be more aligned with what I've seen in the past. Um, but it was fun. Uh, I think if I was going to give it a rating, it'd probably be like a 6.5. Um, but yeah, how'd you guys feel? So we watched Perfect Blue, which is another movie from this director. Um, like, how do you think they compared? Because they were very different stories. And big shout out to Pete from What Do You Say Anime for bringing this to our attention. I would not have put two and two together. Yeah, uh, I mean, as far as like comparisons, um, I don't think they was on the same level as psychological, you know? Um, the psychological level, but there towards the end, uh, without spoilers, of course, uh, there towards the end, it, it kind of made, it kind of done that little switch around, um, on us. Uh, y'all know what I'm talking about, obviously. Yes, sir. Uh, and I, I feel like that was a little bit of Satoshi Khan coming out in, in that story. That was his mild, a mild version of that type of stuff. So. Do you yeah. agree with that? I, I definitely do agree with that. Um, Perfect Blue, like, it just wasn't for me. I don't mind getting mind fucked, but it just, like, wasn't <laughs> for me. Um, and But I, I thought he did a good job of, like, keeping it a book about how it is being, like, homeless. Like, we saw several moments, like Dan said, like, you could this could be somebody's life. Like, for real. Cool, like, there's a lot of, like, coincidental things or, like, the Christmas miracles that come in, but, like, Still kept it a buck. There were some thrilling moments for sure where you just like weren't sure what's going to happen, but definitely a very different feel from Perfect Blue. And I'm assuming Paprika as well by uh, how Dan has talked about it. Yeah, I think for me, I liked Perfect Blue more as a story because like this was like a very slow build up to the like climax of the movie. Mm -hmm. And Perfect Blue is a fucking roller coaster. And it was just blowing your mind the entire time. Obviously, there was one very graphic scene that we talked about on episode 39 when we watched it, which left us all traumatized. Yes. But that movie was a fucking roller coaster. And this <laughs> this just seemed a little more of like a slow burn kind of thing. You know, like we didn't get like a twist until the very end. No, it was just like a, it was a feel good. And it definitely wasn't just a feel good. Yeah, I think I think Perfect Blue uh, is probably my favorite out of the two. I don't think I've watched any other Satoshi Kon works. Uh, I know I haven't seen Paprika. Uh, I don't know what else he does, but um, you know, Perfect Blue was just very fun to watch for me. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they both stand on their, you know, they're very separate, very different vibes. They stand up pretty well, each one of them. But now, guys, this is the spoiler zone. We are about to get into the actual plot, ask some very deep questions. So if you not have not seen this movie, Tokyo Godfathers, cover your ears. <laughs> or better yet, go watch the movie and listen along. We got to get a spoiler zone, like sound drop. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Yeah. Yeah. I'll figure that out. All right. Spoiler zone. 
<laughs> Maybe a drum roll at the end. Let's take it from here. Guys, uh, I want y'all to know this is like how half our meetings go. Um, <laughs> we're just making random sound effects. Okay, but guys, <laughs> to start to start into our spoiler zone, I, I really want to start off with uh, Hannah again because she, she really popped popped the movie off. Like this is all her doing, really. Um, do you guys think Hannah's past like influenced her decision making to ca- take care of that baby? Um, we knew she like grew up um, on the streets, so you guys think that like played some some role in the initial like, hey, we can't just leave this kid out here. Well, did it say she grew up on the streets? I thought she grew up obviously varying a leading a very different life than um like. Uh, la, 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 la. Like I think she grew up in a drag bar, right? Uh, oh. she 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 worked there for a long time, but um, she had said, I think specifically, she said that she was like in and out of like foster care and shit like right. that, and spent a lot of time on the streets and shit like that. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily for that. I mean, you hear her say that like she didn't have a mother and she wasn't going to let this baby not have a mother. And I think that was the consensus of why she did this. Also, she really wanted a child and she can obviously <laughs> not yeah, have she her can't own. Have one. Yeah. So I think a lot went into that, you know, based on what like her past, like you're saying. True. Yeah. True. That's what I was going to say, too, because she's obviously trans, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, she can't have kids, so she took this upon herself to make the best of the situation, basically. So, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I, I think it's a just her character in general. I think she's just a very caring person. Um, but also, yeah, her, her past. I think I think she didn't want to see that kid like be like her abandoned. Um, but yeah, I think there's some good answers right there. But like once after that, like we kind of saw. The, the whole little gang, our little family here, kind of head back to their little box house, which was pretty nice for a box house. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you. Um, <laughs> Arts and shit. Yeah, like they weren't doing too bad. They weren't doing too bad. Uh, but during this scene, like uh, again, lied about like his story, saying his like daughter died and his wife died, and like, why do you think he like even like went that direction with that shit? So. This, um, I'm trying to think of the right word way to word this. Um, you see it a lot with homeless people where they lie to get money from people, and I think he kind of just fell into that and kind of like that made up story became his headcanon essentially. Right? You see homeless people out there lying about being veterans, you see this, you see that, like whatever they can do to get a buck. You never know if that paper, that cardboard sign is true or not. And I think he kind of just fell into a headcanon of this is my life. This is what happened. Even though deep down he knew it was not at all. And he was actually a dirtbag. Yes. But absolutely. I think that's why he did it. You know, I think he just like felt sorry for himself and it maybe made him feel a little better about it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we, we go on to learn like he actually just like gambled his family in the debt and like just couldn't go face them anymore. Um, and, and Hannah, like even like just jumps all over him when like, he's getting reunited with his daughter. And it was just like, yeah, you're a, you're a deadbeat. Like you're a coward. Like you're a drunk, all this stuff. And like, was she 
was she like in the right there? I thought she kind of came out of pocket, especially considering like he had just paid all her medical bills. <laughs> yeah, that's where it got really fucked up for me because I was like, pretty much his just, savings, yeah, his life savings, his, which that, he was saving to buy his daughter a gift, even though he had not been in her life for God knows how long. And she went in on him. And I was I was like taken aback by that scene. And like they animated it so well where you could just see like how pissed off Hana was during this. True, true. What yeah. about what about you, my man? Uh I mean, she she definitely had a point, but um obviously she could have uh done it in a softer way, but you know, considering where she grew up at, you know, being raised in the drag bar and stuff like that. It's it's a different vibe, you know. She don't she don't know soft. So like she just told she tells it how it is and that's what she did. She told it how it was. Um and I think they done a really good job of explaining uh, her of her explaining herself on why she did it to Miyuki after. Um mm-hmm. which I mean, it wasn't needed, I don't think, but they did it anyways, and I, I'm glad that they did. So That's true. Yeah, like, I think yeah. she said after that, like, uh, something along the lines of, like, you know, she, she speaks her truth, and that's, like, what keeps her her. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty dope. Like, but that, that and they cool. went into that, uh, that story about the... Uh, monsters or whatever so yeah the the red and the blue uh devils and like i've heard this some i've heard this story somewhere else in an anime and i think we covered it on the show has did we cover that that anime on the show i just can't remember which anime it was oh like i said it's popular it's a popular trope uh it's like a folklore or whatever the red oni and blue oni it's like in like a like a lot of different anime. I think ReZero has it. Uh, I think it Darling in the Bronx has it. It was ReZero. I remember that. Uh, yeah. So Darling in the Bronx, ReZero. Um, like there's there's a lot, honestly. Uh, okay. That does this. It, there was one that done like red ogres and uh, blue ogres. That might have been ReZero. Yeah, I think uh, that's what it was. Most of them's um, the red and blue devils, though. So. Yeah. Uh, cause it, like it's it's an actual like liter uh, it's a it's a literary reference like it's actually in a a story from like a book, uh, so I thought that's cool that they brought it back up and I didn't realize that until I heard it again I was like no okay now what's going on like <laughs> I gotta go look at what is what this is, uh it's from the book I think it's called True English, um not sure who made it or when it was made but yeah it's it's some real shit, um, so yeah, now I mean- that we can go ahead. I was gonna say, I mean, I, I think that story pretty well fit the whole situation there, though, with uh, Hana being, you know, obviously the red Oni and Gin being the blue Oni in that situation. So true, true. Um, yeah, I thought it was uh, it was very fitting. She she pulled it out at the right time. Um, but now that we can kind of like speak more, I guess, openly here, like, what was y'all's favorite parts of this film? Like, there was something like stuck out that was like. Yeah, this is pretty dope. Or something that was really bad. So I got to take back my favorite character because it's <laughs> actually the taxi driver. <laughs> what? Because okay. those scenes were so funny. Like, it was classic car chase shit. 
like jump in the taxi chase down that car and i was cracking up during this especially when han is just like fucking drive bro like (laughs) oh i'm gonna chase that truck you know i have no money you already gave me a ride before do it (laughs) that was a badass scene yeah it was cool as fuck he even like went in the building with the taxi like he was going so hard yeah dude he's driving down like a hallway and a basically yeah. a mall like this is straight out of an action movie <laughs> and during this whole truck chase scene like with gin on the fucking bicycle keeping up with a box truck jumping onto the side getting smashed against a wall and and han is just like you're more of an action hero than i've ever seen dude i was like this is awesome yeah it was <laughs> my favorite scene yeah that was dope that was dope uh, i think i think mine was Ah, man, this is tough. I really like this movie, actually. But I think mine was at the end where, like, Hannah's, like, on, like, the banner thing. And she's, like, floating down. I thought that was, I just don't know why. I thought that was super fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> that was the Christmas miracle in my mind with, like, the sun coming up. I thought it was really cool. And she had the power of God and anime on her side. Yeah. And, and like, that <laughs> whole sequence with Miyoki, like, doing her best negotiator impression on top of the building. Those two combined, I was like, this is ludicrous. So, um, actually, well, go first. I'll bring it up after. Oh, uh, well, my favorite scene was the scene with the cats. All the cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where Gen jo- Gen, uh, he jokes about eating a cat. And and then Miyuki gets upset, and then all the cats get upset, and they all start meowing. And you got like fifty cats meowing angrily again. And that's I, I love that scene. It made me laugh out loud. It was that was a good one. And like she was like threatened to kill him, and I think she would have done it. Like I really think she, daddy, bro. Yeah, she would have killed Gin if he would have tried some shit. <laughs> and that's what made it even funnier. Is like she will actually kill you. Like she's not kidding. <laughs> Um, what were you going to say, Dad? So one thing I thought was really interesting is how Hana, being a trans woman, was very... She almost seemed like a devout religious person. <laughs> she was talking about God all the time, and I think that's just really bizarre to me because most religions like would cast her aside. So I thought it was really interesting that she had that like aspect in her life even with everything she's been through and being a trans woman. So I thought that was really unique. Like that kind of like surprised me a lot. That was very surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like she was kind of being sarcastic at times though. So, um, I'm not sure if that's just me or not. Cause I mean, imagine like how many times they actually go to like, uh, something like that, like the food lines and stuff that have like the services and stuff like, uh, I feel like that she was kind of being sarcastic in some ways. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I didn't think so. Like she was sitting there with like her hands clasped and like she shut Gin up. Like when whenever he started talking, and like she definitely said like a few times like God like really loves this baby. I thought she was being really sincere about it. Actually, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, her their lives were saved by this holy baby multiple times. I mean, they should have been smoked by a Mack truck. She floated down like an angel with wings holding on to a freaking banner. Like, I was just like, damn, homie's really finding God in this moment right here. What do you you think about the little car that almost run her over that was like littler than her? 
in the beginning. After the paint falls. After the paint falls. Yeah, they after the paint falls and almost hits them or whatever, they keep on walking. Then they get to a crosswalk and she turns around, looks back again at Miyuki and uh, like a like a uh, a car that was smaller than a Volkswagen bug. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Runs over some other people walking uh, in a crosswalk. <laughs> it's God's baby, dude. Uh, it, it 100% is. And you have the Mack truck. Um, that baby wasn't going to die. Not this Christmas season. But yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Uh, I think there's like there's so many like cool coincidences like that. It's like easy to forget about some of them. So I'm glad you brought that up, Tyler. Like really, um, but yeah, I think the strongest part of this film for me is when they all got separated. Because okay. like, I think we got to see them all be their own person and just not how they are related to each other. Like you have uh, Miyuki hanging out with the Latino people. I think the the gang members or her husband, that lady's husband, was a gang member, and yeah. her like uh, showing pictures of her family to the wife. Like, what is? Did y'all think that was a, like a, a, a that was crucial to me for liking this? Like, what did you guys think about that whole section of the movie? Like yeah, that, again, getting beat up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because we kind of saw them all hit very low points in those scenes beforehand. I mean, Yuki got freaking kidnapped and used as a human shield. Again, got the shit kicked out of him. And like, it was cool to see that happen. But then later in the movie, again, they all get separated. Well, I guess Gin gets separated, but you see all their conviction come together to find this baby and like really succeed at their goal. Cause they thought they did. Well, Hana and Miyuki thought they did. And obviously they, fucked up on that one big time but it was cool to see like everybody's <laughs> conviction come together to really help this this child out so true um tyler i'm gonna ask you a question because like usually the i'd say probably the most percept perceptive out of all of us oh uh, no it, <laughs> i don't think so, that's true oh oh shit okay <laughs> well you, you, you i'm already lining it up to you i'm, I'm pitching already <laughs> um so before we learned that Miyuku stabbed her father did you have any guesses about um what maybe why she was on the streets because she has said before you know i can't go back home but then she was like you know i might get arrested if i do like would you would what did you think about her i didn't i didn't really know why she left home um i thought maybe for a minute, I thought maybe, you know, she might have been getting, like, abused or something, and she run uh, off because okay. of that, but then she said something about um a warrant on herself or whatever, and I didn't think those things was related. I thought maybe, you know, she's a kid, so, um like, she got a warrant because she was, you know, after she became homeless, after she became a runaway, you, you know, maybe she, like, done some like stole some stuff or like, you know, was in somewhere that she didn't belong and, you know, got in trouble with the law uh, that okay. way. Um, I, I didn't know that, uh, she actually got in trouble for stabbing her dad. Uh, so Over it was a wild. Yeah. Over a cat. Over With a no cat. evidence of like, why, why? 
I, I, I still haven't figured out like why she decided to stab her dad over the missing missing cat, I believe. She yeah. didn't even have any proof that it was him that made it go missing, right? Yeah, she's yeah. got a screw loose for sure. Yeah, I think there's some assumed context there that the dad did not like the cat. That's yes. all I can think. Yeah, I mean, because she says, like, you don't care about anybody but yourself when she, after she stabs him. thought it was crazy. And I also love the, like, the moment when she, like, called him but didn't say anything on the phone. He was like, are you okay? Unless she was like, damn, he does care about me. I love that shit. It was really cool. Yeah. Touching moment. Uh, it, it was just whack as hell, though, uh, when she stabbed him. Uh, I mean. It was whack. Yeah. I was like, "Why? Why are we having your daddy? <laughs> like, come on now! I only think she's got a mom, right?" Was, she I does. Remember, she one? prays all the time. She does like this. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her mom is like hiding in the corner, like, "Oh my god, terrifying!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is she gonna do now? <laughs> one thing I thought was really interesting, uh, based on that scene and seeing Miyuki, was like, you could see how much weight she lost. Like being yes. on the streets, like she was a plump little teenager. Yes, she was. She was a little pudgy. Yeah, and she was. She was a lot thinner after living on the streets for like six, eight months or whatever it was. So I thought that was cool that they actually showed that transition. I mean, you're not eating good, and you're not eating a lot when you're homeless. So right, yeah, I definitely noticed that too. I thought it was a good little detail they did. And I, I, I don't think her character, like what we've seen out of her character before we actually re- realized that she stabbed her dad and stuff like that. I don't think her character made her seem like she was that type of person, though. Um, I, I thought her character was kind of, you know, nice and respectable, um, even because she would literally go get a. Uh, uh, milk and stuff from the store when she in the freezing cold when she was asked like she picked up the book and traded food for it because they had a baby like that those are things that someone that stabs their dad don't do so yeah in my but opinion spitting on pedestrians is something that shitheads do so like <laughs> i think she, she 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 like it's an interesting concept of this movie because we have like the combination of found family but also finding your family because i mean this ragtag group of homeless people was really a family like yes. they gave me that vibes but they all had their past and they all had their different families and it was cool to like bass of the redemption arc it was cool to see it all come full circle yeah, definitely was. Um, speaking of like, I don't know if it's like a redemption arc, but like definitely coming full circle, like Miyuki, like going from calling Hana Uncle Bag to Miss Hana was pretty cool for me. And it happened like so gradually. And then eventually Hana actually said like, yo, yeah, I'm not Uncle Bag anymore. Like, what's up with that? She's like, nah, <laughs> you're, you're Miss Hana now. I liked Uncle Bag. <laughs> that was a funny ass nickname. Yeah, it was it was very very interesting, um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. I just seeing them all grow and face their demons, for the most part. Miyuko still got some uh, Miyuki still got some uh, work to do. <laughs> just uh, I I feel like at the end I feel like at the end uh, she was taking care of the baby a lot more than um, she was at the beginning, and especially when she got separated during the wedding or whatever. I I think she changed a lot during those times. I I don't think her previous self would have been able to call her dad. 
So. Yeah, no, for sure. Like that was that was a big turning point for her. Um, that's when we started. Like, I started to kind of like realize like this is not. She's not a bad person. She's just a little lost right now, and she's like a teenager. She's a kid, still figuring it out. Um, but yeah, I, I think outside of that, we just got a couple questions left, and we'll we'll get get through them. But I want to. How did you guys feel when we found out that Shashiko like wasn't? The real mom was actually the baby thief, the kidnapper, the the OG. I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "Oh no!" This bitch really crazy. I was pissed, <laughs> and like, I mean, this whole plot of this movie could have been resolved by you know, like doing the right thing from the start and just bringing a baby to the police station. Yes, and uh, yeah, they really screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> no, they they really did, and like. It was just bad luck on their their end because like they met her on that bridge. They were trying to save her ass like from suicide, and like she's like, "Oh, I get to kidnap the baby again." <laughs> but her yeah. trying to like breastfeed the kid like that was that was really <laughs> eerie. That 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 made my skin crawl. That was odd. Yeah, that is a different level of uh, you belong in an insane asylum. Like yeah, yeah, you did. I I guess so. She was pregnant, and her baby unfortunately passed so i guess we don't have context on when that happened so maybe maybe she had some uh it happened really going- recently yeah because she stole her while she was in the hospital yeah so i'm saying maybe she had some of the uh the breast milk going on you know i don't know she, she was lactating that's, yeah that's, that's, that's there we the go. word <laughs> <laughs> dan's struggling y'all <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for two days off of work. Okay, very good. I don't think that was on his bingo card for tonight. Um, but yeah, and then like the transition to like the scene with her and Miyuki. Miyuki, I keep calling her Miyuku. Uh, thoughts on her negotiator skills? Uh, they were not very good. Yeah, and it was very confrontational. Yeah, and the fact that uh, Sashiko jumped or tried to jump uh she does not pass that test she cannot work for the police she might as well just told him to jump at this point <laughs> <laughs> fucking, about jump. fucking jump you won't pussy <laughs> if you was going to you would have already what the fuck are you thinking <laughs> oh man uh yeah um i uh when that scene happened i was like there's no way uh this uh teenager is gonna talk uh this delusional lady down that stole a baby and left it in the trash uh there's no way so yeah real life they would have jumped but yeah i did really like how her husband um after seeing those pictures of them so happy in the past had that change of heart though and was starting to move in the right direction and was like yelling at uh sashiko like don't jump we can be reborn is the word they used in the subtitles And then she's like, I'll see you there, chief. I'm going to get a head start on it. And I'm like, what? I was like, what? It was crazy. At least throw the baby like back onto the roof. Don't fucking yeet off with a child. (laughs) Making a lot of decisions for people that are not you. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Holy shit. And then uh, when she was just hanging there, uh, she was like, just take the baby. And I'm like, Al... Uh, you're 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 telling a teenager to (laughs) 
stop holding on to a grown woman and grabbed a baby in a split second and without falling over the edge themselves. Like, that's a lot, bro. Like, why not just throw the baby over or something? Like, I, I mean, the baby's going to probably be heard, but it's snow up there at least. It's not a uh, hundred foot down or whatever. So she's beyond dumb. Yeah. I don't think I can even imagine the strength required to continue hanging on and then using the momentum of your other arm to yuck a baby over a ledge. Like, I don't think she could pull that off. Uh, was, just, yeah. I, I don't know. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the story closed out and like, you know, everybody went to the hospital, baby reunited with the family. It's kind of an abrupt ending, but I think that's pretty much it. Um, not much happened after we got that whole scene on top of the roof and then falling down. I mean, we had our final massive coincidence of the movie, and it was that uh, Miyuki's father was the inspector in charge of this case. Oh, yeah. So we have our final family reunion for Redemption. We see Hana meet up with Mother again at the hostess bar, and yes. they reconnected. We see Gin meet his daughter reconnect there i mean he got her number like they're probably gonna meet up down the line if gin wants to which i think he does at this point and we get to see miyuki make that step back towards joining her family and getting off the streets so yes that's true that's true i thought that was a pretty big plot point (laughs) i I may have may have stopped the movie before i got to that point each time i watched it may have done that (laughs) i think I think somebody called me and I was like, oh, this is the end. And I like just went off and started talking to people each, each time, actually two different people. Oh no. <laughs> so I got to finish watching the movie. Shit. I was like, that was abrupt. You know, He's I like, was oh. in my mind. I was like, this is, this is a shitty ending. Yeah. Gin lights up a cigarette and Bass is like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> pretty much. It's pretty much what in a hospital and he's like, all right, that's the end. I'm out. <laughs> Credits are about to roll, baby. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So don't get distracted when you watch at the end, guys. One thing, one thing I would like to bring up though that I have kind of an issue with. So the the uh, the um, Miyuki's dad was a police chief or something, right? Yeah, yeah investigator, yeah. something like that. Why the hell did he not try to find his daughter? And she's obviously been living out on the streets for so long. I feel like that if you're in that position, you wouldn't let your daughter stay out on the streets um, where it's dangerous. It, like you, you literally have a position that most others do not, and you still allow it to happen. But what are you gonna do? Like, yeah, bring you her home, mobi- so she, and she's gonna like run away again. You Use can't your investigative the skills and and your like shit at the office like you literally have more resources than a normal person and a normal person would be out there running the streets every day right? i think they definitely did that to start but after so long of not having any success you kind of have you can't just keep throwing taxpayer resources at a personal problem you know yeah yeah and he got on the phone when he saw her on the train yeah immediately got on the phone and started calling people but I just, yeah yeah i fair. don't know uh, that's one thing I didn't really get, understand, I guess. But it's not a big deal. Like it's just, I had plot purposes, I guess. You know what I mean? So that's true. That's true. We wouldn't have a Miyoku. Yuki. Yeah. Yuki. Okay. <laughs> Miyuki. Miyuki. <laughs> Miyuki. 
So cool. Is that it for Tokyo Godfathers? That is it. Awesome. Definitely go check out the movie if you haven't yet. Uh, so next week we'll be doing some New Year's topics coming up on the end of 2023. Uh, note that the episodes are not going to release on their normal schedule. With the holidays, we're not around and we've got to go spend time with our families because we're not dirtbags like some of the <laughs> cast of this movie. Ian. Um, we are going to be doing a degenerate award show. I don't know if we've come up with a name yet. I'm leaning towards the DGs, like the Dungies from The Office. Ooh, okay, but uh, these cooking. are not, these are not going to be your normal award categories you see in anime. So this should be really fun. And I don't know what else we're doing, but we'll figure something out. Uh, make sure, like Bass said, tell your friends if they're into anime culture. Tell them to give us a listen. Rate the podcast on your favorite platform. And come hang out on our Discord, linktree.com slash animedgens. Uh, we hope everybody has a very, very, very merry, happy holiday time. And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Bye, dog.